We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, hello. Um, it is Pod Maverick. It's Josh Bo. It is it is just me today. Um, as the Mavericks have an absolutely outrageous, outrageous game. Luka Doncic scores 73 points, a career high, a Mavericks career high. Uh Mavericks win 148 to 143. I just finished writing a almost 1500 word recap let's let's get into it um what a crazy game uh what an absolutely wild historic nutty game um i don't know if i've ever personally witnessed anything like that if you're a mavericks fan probably the same we've watched a lot of basketball over the years at least in a mavericks uniform we haven't really seen anything like that before of course you know those of you who are old enough saw Kobe's 81 and recently this season, you know, Joel Embiid hit the 70 point mark. Carl Anthony Towns hit 60 uh, a while ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so we've seen a lot of crazy numbers over, over the years and Lucas scoring 73 is, is bananas. Uh, I think we all knew that he, he had it in him. He scored 70 uh, last year. Um, so this isn't terribly shocking. Um, I think, you know, we're going to talk a lot about Luca. I, I don't know how long I'm going to talk tonight since it's just me, but I just wanted to get, you know, the main thing to get across from this game is the way Luca and I wrote about this in the, in the recap, um, Luca handled adversity uh, very well tonight. Clearly the understatement of the century. Um, I think that matters. I know it was against the Atlanta Hawks, but the Mavericks, they needed to win tonight in the worst way. Uh, because of the way the schedule worked and they had that Warriors game postponed, 
you know, they had to sit on this three game losing streak for a long time. Um, they only played three games in 11 days. They had about a f- couple of three or four days off between um, the loss to the Lakers and then the loss to the Celtics. That's a lot of time to stew on three bad losses. Um, and that's a lot of time for us to talk about. Like, what are we going to talk about? Their team's losing. So you're not going to talk about great stuff. Um, the media's not going to talk about good stuff. The team's not going to talk about great stuff because you just lost three games, two of them uh, by 20 more, 20 or more. And that 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 matters. Like, the players have to sit on it. The coaches have to sit on it. The staff has to sit on it. The fans have to sit on it. Um, the media has to sit on it. Like, there's just nothing you can do when a team's in a losing streak in terms of trying to talk about something else because the team's losing. Um, and they were bad losses. And it just felt like it kind of came to a heading in that Phoenix game where the whole team just kind of let go of the rope. Uh, and the team kind of, you know, they pretty much gave up in the second half. And obviously Luca lost his cool with the interaction with the fan, the interaction with the media. Like it was obvious that things were not well. And I think what was really concerning after the end of that Phoenix game was the mood around the team felt like it did at the nadir of last season, like after those back-to-back Hornets losses where it just wasn't fun. Um, and that's never a place you want to be with an NBA player as good as Luka Doncic. You don't, you don't want the game to not feel fun. Um, no, no basketball team should be bad, but the player as good as Luka, as young as Luka. And I think that's why last season was so outrageously disappointing and historically disappointing. You just don't. Don't see that happen. So the vibes were not good. The Phoenix loss was bad. They had two bad losses before that. Um, And, you know, Luca was embarrassed on national TV. Uh, I think he understood that uh, when he talked to the NBA TNT crew the next day uh, when he was in the studio to talk about him making the all-star team since the NBA, uh, the TNT studio is in Atlanta and the Mavericks are in Atlanta for a game. And that crew asked him about it and he owned up to it and said like he was wrong. It was not right. He lost, he lost control. Um, And it was not a good moment for him. So the thing about adversity is it's not about what got you there. It's about how you respond. And I know that's a cliche and I know that sounds silly, but that's sports. That's pro sports. Like how do you take a low moment and how do you react to it? Do you fall further down the hole or do you get up and do you climb out of it? It's we can't say that the Mavericks have climbed out of the the funk that they're in totally with one win against a a pretty crappy team, which the Hawks are not a great team and not in a good place, but they had to win. And this was a game where Lucas teammates, aside from Josh Green and and Derek Lively, had nothing, brought nothing to the table. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. played maybe one of the worst games he's played in the Mavericks uniform. Um, They had zero secondary ball handling with Exum kind of coming back from his injury and not looking like the Exum that we saw in December. No Kyrie Irving. Um, he got a good performance from Green. He had a good performance from, from Lively. But offensively, it was up to Luka. And you could tell, you know, this wasn't a thing where he, he eased into the game. Luka showed from opening tip that they were not going to lose this game. Um, if you remember watching the Dirk years, you guys certainly remember when Dirk was in his prime in the mid 2000s, watching a game that the Mavericks could not lose and Dirk being in that zone where he had the ball and he was going to take the ball, shove it down the other team's throat and the other team was not going to win. And the Mavericks were not going to lose that game. This was one of those nights from Luca. He gets the 73. He scored 18 in the first quarter 
he sat out the final two minutes or so, like the final one, I think 147 of the first. And the Mavericks gave up an 11-0 run. And Luca didn't really take a break until a little bit in the fourth quarter, I think. I mean, he barely came off the floor tonight. Um, he played 45 minutes in a 48-minute game. Um, like it was, and it was clear that that he wanted this, and this was going to be a win. Did not talk to the refs. Did not complain. Did not lollygag back on defense. Hawks had 16 transition points, uh, fast break points, which is a little. Like I think they average 14, so a little bit above their average, but not an outrageous number, and not a number that indicates that Luca was loafing or, or not getting back on defense. The Mavericks didn't have a good defensive game, but but still, Luca was. Outrageous. 18 in the first, uh, 23 in the second quarter, so 41 in the first half, which is a, another Mavericks record, most points and a half by any Mavericks player. And then in the second half, the Hawks did everything they could to prevent him from scoring, and Lucas still found a way to score 30 points in the second half. Um, the Hawks, single coverage, switching, uh, icing the pick and roll, trapping the pick and roll doubling when he gets to half court, face guarding him away from the ball, uh, doubling him when he inbound, when he got the ball in the backcourt, when, when the Mavericks would inbound the ball just to get him to pass the ball out of his hands before he even crossed half court. They did it all, and it didn't matter. Um, Luca made nine shots at the rim, which is the most he's made in a long time. And if you guys have been keeping track, he has not been getting to the rim a lot. He got to the rim at will. He made eight three-pointers. Uh, when he makes eight three-pointers, he's pretty much unguardable. Uh, and that that happened you know if he's making his threes you he is an impossible player to guard he only got to the free throw line four times in the first half and i think i think what was really fun to see or encouraging is there wasn't he didn't seem flustered by the fact that he only went to the free throw line four times because he went to the rim a bunch uh, to be fair, I don't think the Hawks were fouling him very much. I think they were just kind of letting him go. But still, that hasn't stopped Luca from from complaining to the officials. There was none of that. This was a total 180 response. And yeah, it is against the Hawks. And maybe as the schedule tightens up in the next week, um, they are playing a murderer's row. They are basically playing all playoff teams for the next six or seven games after this, including the Sixers, including the Bucks. Um, so there's going to be some difficult games coming up. So they're going to need it. So again, the Mavericks aren't out of the woods with the, the kind of the funk they're in, but they just had to have this win. Uh, this was the kind of game where if they lost, you're starting to wonder, like, what's going on with this season? And, and Luca prevented it, and it was it was incredible. Um, I mean, just 25 shots. He made 25 shots. The Mavericks as a team made 51 shots. He made 25 of them. Uh, it was just a Herculean He-Man like Superman, superhero, however you want to describe it, performance. Um, only two other Mavericks scored in double figures. One was Tim Hardaway, who was 3 of 12 from the floor. The other was Josh Green, who had 21 points, uh, 8 of 12. Much, much better. He, he was really good. One of his best games might be his best game of the season, funny enough. Uh, he was really, really good. Um, but, yeah, this was – I mean, it was all Luka. Uh, he had 10 rebounds, 7 assists, only 4 turnovers, despite the fact that he basically handled the ball from opening tip uh, to the final buzzer. Uh, the fact that he only had four turnovers while taking 33 shots um, is pretty remarkable for, for a guy that's controlling the ball as much as he did playing 45 minutes. Like that's almost as outrageous as some of his other numbers, not as outrageous as 73 points, 
but only four, four turnovers when you're handling the ball all night for 45 minutes out of a 48 minute game. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty damn good. Um, so yeah, I think this wasn't an X's and O's game. This was a emotional gotta have it game. Uh, there's certainly things that maybe we could talk about a little bit X's and O's wise, but to me, I'm just not as interested in it. I just wanted to see the disposition of Luca and the disposition of his teammates. Not totally encouraged by how some of his teammates reacted to that Phoenix loss. Um, encouraged by Josh Green, encouraged by Derek Lively, but outside of that, it was pretty bleak. But Luca's the one that matters. He's the one that's making 200 million. He's the one who's making. He's the one who's making All Star teams. He is the alpha and omega of this roster. Even when Kyrie Irving is healthy, like it or not, Kyrie Irving fans like Luca is. This is the show. It's Luca's show, uh, and this team only goes as far as Luca can take them, uh, and he sets the tone. Um, so this was, you know, again, a credible historic performance that they really needed. Um, we can talk about his teammates later, but I think this is probably a good time. You know, I'm not going to be talking forever since it's just me, but this is a good time to take a little break, uh, for our audio only listeners. We're going to take a quick ad break because those are very important to us. For those of you listening, please like, uh, like the stream, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, if you are listening on the audio feed, leave a review, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening. It really helps us. And we're going to take a quick break and I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant uh, when we come right back. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, we're back. For our audio-only listeners, YouTube people, thanks for hanging out with me uh, to going through my plug. So we kind of talked about how awesome Luca was in the first part of the pod, and uh, I teased on Twitter that there's a little bit of this game, not not of this game, but there's a reaction to this game that's pissing me off a little bit. And there's certainly, maybe I'm reacting to a loud minority, but to anyone that is mad or frustrated about this result because the Mavericks only beat the Hawks by five points and had to scrape by get a fucking grip. Like there are only so many moments you have as a fan and as someone that, you know, watches their team to have moments like these, there might not ever be a game like this for the rest of the Mavericks time on planet earth as a franchise. Um, This is one of the greatest games you will ever see from an NBA player. And it happened with him wearing a Dallas Mavericks uniform. If your first or even if it's your second or third takeaway is 
well, the defense was pretty bad and they, and they you know, they lost to, to a really bad Hawks team. You need to get a grip and you need to get real and you need to find some joy in your life. Um, because I, I, I did see a little bit. I know, you know, looks like someone in the chat is at a small minority. I'm seeing nothing but praise. Again, this is probably my personal, like, I need to do a better job at uh, managing the, the, the noise that I see online. But I definitely saw some people pissed off about this game. And that really, you got to enjoy this. And, and I know most of the people are enjoying this. So if you're enjoying this, you know, I'm not trying to reprimand anyone. I'm not trying to subtweet anyone live on a podcast. It's just, you got to take these wins when you can. You got to take these moments when you can, because I wrote this in the recap 20 years from now, you are not going to remember what the Mavericks traded, uh, gave away to trade for Grant Williams. You're not going to remember how much money the Mavericks gave JaVale McGee. You're not going to remember that the Mavericks cut JaVale McGee. You're not going to remember the Christian Wood trade. You're not going to remember the contract that Tim Hardaway Jr. got. Um, what you're going to remember is this game. You're going to remember 73 damn points from Luka Doncic, one of the greatest NBA performances we've seen uh, ever. Um, you're not going to think about anything else. Like you're not going to tell your friends if you're if you're in your 20s when you're when you're reminiscing with friends in your 40s or 50s. If you if you have kids, if they have kids, when you're a grandparent and you and you tell stories about Luka and you talk about this game. You're you're gonna remember you're gonna remember Lucas scoring seventy three. You're not gonna remember the the minutia of how the roster got built. Uh, if you do, then I'm sorry. Like you gotta let go. So as bad as it was the last three days, and I'm not trying to flip the script and say like you know I think Luca deserved a, a lot of the criticism he got from that Phoenix game. It was a tough look. It was a bad look. The teams played like shit for the last week. I get it. Um, do not try to construe this as you know excusing the Mavericks performance over the previous 11 days but you got to take these games and 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 hold on to them because that's what you're going to remember you're not going to remember all the other bullshit so thanks for letting me get on my horse a little bit I hate doing that um and I know I'm just going to say it again most people are loving that they saw what they got to see and uh, the people that I'm talking about are a loud minority that not everyone's seeing. So it's probably not best to give that group of people oxygen, the people that are disappointed, that the, that mad that the Mavericks didn't get this game, uh, didn't blow out this game. Um, so that's maybe on me. So, you know, I'll try to do better. I know it's not best to, to give those takes the light of day or even acknowledge them. But that just frustrated me, just frustrated me a lot. But, uh, yeah, Lucas scored 73. So we talked a lot about Luca. So I feel like before we go, because I'm kind of running out of steam, um, I think it is worth acknowledging, you know, Josh Green playing one of his best games of the season. I think it's absolutely hilarious that Josh Green is like the weirdest, one of the weirdest players I've ever seen. Because this is a guy that can go like three games and score eight points across three games. And then all of a sudden tonight, he's in the corner doing jab step spot up threes, like triple threat position, not catch, not, not maybe catch and shoot, like catching the ball in the corner, jab step, triple threat position, rising up and firing. And like, this is a guy that can like not score any points for like three days. And it's, it's bizarre. Like the way that his talent level, not his talent level, he has his talent, but the way that it fluctuates in terms of revealing itself 
it's outrageous. It's, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Um, now to be fair to Josh, he has had a couple of better games, even with the Mavericks going through this, this little rough patch He had 18 against the Knicks, 13 against new Orleans and a win. Um, even the Boston game, he had 14. Um, mm-hmm. So he's he is playing better defensively. He's still a little bit up and down, but maybe they have found something. Him in the starting lineup seems to work a little bit better. Um, I think Jason Kidd addressed, you know, Exum's coming off the bench, and originally Exum was going to start. I think he's kind of riding Josh with these good performances. And hey, you can't knock it. Just keep him in the starting lineup as long as he's going to keep doing this stuff. But but that was really fun to see. And then Derek Lively, who had one of the best nine point games. I've seen from a Mavericks big man in some time, four blocks, a steal, four assists, 11 rebounds, um, filled up the stat sheet. Didn't score a lot because the Hawks didn't really give him room to operate. I mean, really, even when the the Hawks started doubling Luca late in the fourth quarter, uh, they were not doubling off of Lively's man. They were doubling off of Tim Hardaway Jr.'s man because why wouldn't you with how Hardaway was playing? I thought Lively's defense was outstanding in the fourth quarter. Um, he had some really key blocks. I thought he held his own. Uh, I think the Mavericks, it's it's weird to praise a player's defense when a team gives up 143 points. But really, that was because of bad containment of, of ball handlers, uh, bad giving up of dribble penetration, not fighting over screens. I thought Lively did a really good job with the hand he was presented. I thought he had a lot of tough situations he had to guard because the Mavericks were giving up line drives right to the rim out of pick and rolls all night. They were giving so much space to the guards. They were not fighting over screens very well. Um, They were not keeping their man in front of them, and there's only so much a rim protector can do when you get these kind of uncontested driving lanes uh, straight at you for, for, for 48 minutes. So I thought he did a really good job. He had some huge blocks in the fourth quarter. Um, and I thought his presence helped Luka Doncic, uh, you know, carry this team home across the finish line, which is important. Uh, and it was doubly important because no Dwight Powell, no Max Kleba tonight. That meant Lively was kind of, he had to do it. He played 28 minutes. He had five fouls. Um, you know, he did pick up some fouls, so he probably couldn't play as many minutes as he wanted. But the the backup bigs, it was Rashawn Holmes who didn't do too too much in his 14 minutes had a couple of rebounds had four points but you know team did not look great when he was on the floor and that was it you know they played a little Grant Williams at the five but Lively had to be that guy tonight like he had to stay on the floor he did mostly again five fouls not great but still played 28 minutes four blocks was a difference maker and that's really all you could ask for from your 19 year old rookie so I thought that you know seeing the way those two played um is uh, is encouraging for the Mavericks go forward. Now, now, this isn't not, not being a negative Nancy, not being a Debbie Downer. This is one of the best nights in Mavericks history. Everyone is going to remember Luca's performance. It was it was seriously incredible. It's going to get harder for the Mavericks. Um, here are uh, the next few games to take us to February 10th. Um, home Sacramento. Home Orlando, Road Minnesota, Home Milwaukee, Road Philadelphia, Road Brooklyn, Road New York, Home Oklahoma City. Um, that's a lots of rough stretch of games, uh, and considering that the Mavericks have mostly won games against under five hundred teams, and they've been very very bad against teams that are above five hundred, 
I understand the concern. And that's why this game was so important. They had to win this game. And that's why I think Doncic's response to the Phoenix loss is so important because I don't think he is, you know, there's a lot of season left, but it was just a nice, they're not going to go down quietly right now. So uh, it, it was incredible to see. But the Maverick, it's not cutting time for this team. I don't know when Kyrie Irving's coming back. Don't know when Maxi Kleba's coming back. Um, they they need to survive. You know, Sacramento, they, there's, you know, feel pretty good about their chances against Sacramento and Orlando because those are, those are two winning teams with teams that have some serious flaws. But, man, Minnesota, Milwaukee, Philadelphia in a row. Then New York and Oklahoma City. That's a tough stretch. That's a tough five, five, five out of six games to be against teams that are legitimate title contenders, which Minnesota, Milwaukee, Philadelphia absolutely are. Those are three of the best, what, three of the best five or six teams in the NBA. New York and Oklahoma City, uh, on again, like two of the better teams in the NBA. Oklahoma City's near the top of the West. And the Knicks and Soji and Anobi trade are – they look like contenders. So the Mavericks have to figure some things out for sure. They cannot rely on Luka Doncic scoring 73 points every night. But hey, at least we saw Luka will give it to him. And 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 my hope is that the way Luka showed tonight, um, that he is ready for this stretch. And we will see. Um, we will know what the Mavericks are made of uh, by the time we get to that, after that February 10th game against Oklahoma City. We will know if... Uh, if this Mavericks team is for real, we will know if they are a solid playoff team. We will know if we have concerns about them missing the playoffs entirely. We're going to learn a lot. You know, they've they've been able to get by a little bit because they have played so many crappy teams this season. They've played Portland already four times. Um, you know, they've played San Antonio twice. They've played Charlotte and Washington and Memphis a bunch of times. Um, they've already played Brooklyn once, you know, it's time to play the big boys. And that's, and let me implore, this is the fun part to me. Like it is fun to beat Portland by 30 points. It is fun for Luca to drop 73 against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, but it's also fun to watch the Mavericks play against the best in the league and kind of see where they are like a me- measuring stick performance. Like, cause that's what it's all about. Like we know with Luca, obviously they need to get back to the playoffs after last season. So, but, but, I want to see how Luca and how this team responds against the best teams. I don't want to see how they respond for the most part tonight. They needed to respond. It didn't matter who the opponent was, but for the most part, I don't care how many points uh, they beat Portland by. I don't care how many times they beat Memphis. I don't care if they look good against Charlotte. I don't care if they look good against the Spurs. It's good for them to win those games. Absolutely. Um, but this is fun. Like it's fun to watch them against the good teams, win or lose. If, if they're competitive, don't get too too discouraged uh, because they are playing a really tough schedule. Um, Kirk, Kirk is is here because he is, uh, of course, he is he is in the stream uh, from the the Children's Hospital in Plano. Uh, we're all thinking thinking of you, Kirk. Thank you for letting us know that you're doing all right. He's been talking to us in Slack. I feel like things are going to be okay with him and his 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 newborn. Um, but of course, you know. We always hope for the best. It's good to see Kirk in here. So we will talk, me and Kirk, hopefully we will talk next time. Uh, um, that will be against Sacramento. Mavericks get to come home, which is nice. Um, try to try to pick up a home win. 
So we will talk to you guys. Oh boy, it's tomorrow. It's a back to back. Uh, I don't know if Luke is playing tomorrow. He played 45 minutes. If Luca plays tomorrow and the Mavericks win and he he drops like 30 or 40, uh, then 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 we know he he is well behind his issues uh, from that Phoenix game. So we'll see. We'll be back right tomorrow night. Maybe Kirk will be back with me, but I should be back here as well. So thanks for joining me on a solo show. Uh, I thought I had some fun. Um, Hope to see Kirk back and hope everything's okay. But hey, uh, glad you guys were here. Glad you guys got to witness history. Glad you guys got to have a lot of fun. Again, this is Josh Bowe for Pod Maverick. The Mavericks beat the Atlanta Hawks 148 to 143. Luka Doncic scores a career and Mavericks franchise high 73 points. Uh, I'm still not going to get over that for a little bit. It's going to look so weird in the box score for his game log, like 73 damn points. That's a lot. That's a lot of points. Um, that was pretty cool. That was pretty fun. So for, for Pod Maverick, um, for, for even MavsMoneyBall.com, go check our site. We're going to have so much good stuff on the site. Uh, hope you check it out. Uh, I'll talk to you guys later. This is Josh Bo for Pod Maverick. You guys uh, stay safe. Enjoy your Friday night. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.